Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I am Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com or by following us on Facebook at HBPRA. Please help support the show by checking out our Patreon site where for just a few dollars you can have access to all kinds of episode extras, videos, and short tutorials that are updated weekly. Just click the link in the episode details that says support the show and we'll take you directly to that site. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. On today's episode, Greg and I are discussing a case from Minnesota where a suicidal first responder who was holding a gun to his own head was subsequently shot by one of the officers who was responding to the call. Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. So much. And on that note, I think we will get started for the day. Welcome. So, Welcome. so today, um, we are going over a, a few different cases, uh, and we'll be, of course, working in the corona COVID virus at some point. But those of you listening, remember this is recorded probably a week or so before it actually airs. Um, that being so said, if we're we are, both dead from it. We think of the irony. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. This we will are, be playing we, everywhere. We'll be more famous than death. We we have made our way into the the top 100 category on uh, I, iTunes uh, podcasts for I guess social sciences, which is funny. I, I got to check is. it. So I got to well, redo it. Just see that have second no, word to make sure it's not social diseases, man, yeah. because you've had an edge in that market so, for years now. I'm horrible at any type of social media no, I stuff, so I don't, I don't tag stuff correctly or identify any, so it gets thrown in a different category. So, so we, we might be like the top in some niche well, we started We started in travel and leisure. You see what I'm saying? So that's worked around. So, and apparently we're pretty hot in the Philippines. So like thank you, you, everyone, for... We're uh, second only to that painting elephant, Marin in the philippines which i think is pretty cool that's really cool that's much really cool us. i would rather in fact everyone stop listening to us and go check that right this is a meg episode anyway so, so, so you know. anyway so appreciate everyone out there listening uh thank you so much thank you you guys who have been going to the patreon site and checking out our extras we're always yes. updating that we got some cool stuff on there coming up too so thanks for that um, and, uh, if you're listening and enjoy it, please hit the five star review button. If you can scroll down to the details that would really help us out. But anyway, let's jump right into it today. So we're going to, we'll start with a, a case from Minnesota where, uh, I'll give kind of loose I, details of the case, but, uh, a guy calls or someone calls 911 about a suicidal male. So the police get a call for service about someone who's suicidal. They have a gun. Uh, and they're basically in the street on their knees or sitting down the entire time with this gun, right? So police officers show up. They begin talking to the guy. Uh, obviously, it's a highly emotional situation for him. This guy has a gun to his head with the finger on this trigger pretty much the entire time. Naturally moving around a bit. The officers identify themselves, try to talk to him. Uh, that's going on for nearly 40, 45 minutes, right? Obviously, there's initial uh, police officers that show up to the scene. Then there's uh, follow-on responding officers who, who continue to show up to the scene as well. Um, you know, during this time, the the this guy actually ends up uh, removing the magazine out of his gun. So now they're thinking like, okay, he's got at least a bullet in the chamber. They're trying to talk him down. And then what happens is one of the responding officers, not one of the initial guys that were talking to him, one of the people I believe that was covering the, the situation, right? Meaning covering with their weapon system in case something happened. And that allows those police officers talking to him to kind of freedom of movement, do their job, right? They can talk to him. They know they have a cover officer who's controlling the scene for them and ends up shooting and killing this man, shooting him multiple times and killing the man who was suicidal. So, um, big question is how the hell does this happen? How does it escalate from a guy who's going through horrible mental health issues, who wants to kill himself to the police showing up and them doing the one, them being the ones who ended up killing him. Now there's a whole bunch of details and explanations mm -hmm. of why that person, everyone has a, you know, Hey, this is why I made those decisions. But just, just to frame it real quickly is, um, how the hell does this happen? Right. Yeah. So how does this guy who's dealing with this situation, <clears throat> wanting to kill himself, you have 
police officers who show up trying to help him, right? Uh, and then end up, some of those police officers that showed up ended up killing him. So how does that happen, Greg? I mean, well, first of all, let's frame this. This is not a uh, suicide by cop. So take that right off the shelf right. because and we by, have panacea yeah, by, by, by suicide by cop, you mean those are sometimes people who ha- are armed and then they want to die and they know if I run at a police officer or point a gun at them, they're going to kill me. So it's just exactly. they, they do it just to be killed. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and, and remember, there's, cop. Yeah, there, yeah. there's a fear that motivates that sometimes. There's a severe uh, mental illness that motivates that sometimes. But we don't know here because the cops killed the best witness. So, so my point here, and, and I'm distressed, I'm a little angry, only based on the fact of the logic and lack thereof that went into the choices. So procedurally, there was a lot right here. Um, uh, up and out, down and in, who was covering who, uh, the availability of less than lethal force weapons, all of that stuff was great. But Brian, I would ask us to rewind a little uh, uh, further left a bank, uh, no pun intended in this hor- horrific incident, and take a look at what happened. Somebody called saying man with the gun. That just pops everything up to dispatch's most serious column. Okay. Coppers on the way already know that the subject is likely armed. So a lot of chemistry starts happening and a lot of emotions start going into play. And a lot of and, a lot of policies and procedures start to go into play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, the supervisors yeah. are taking note. Okay. Dispatchers know. Emergency services are notified. And many times, uh, uh, many times, uh, you come and it's a misunderstanding. But guess what? Uh, guns, like, like even suicide by gun, Brian, we're talking serious stuff. You can't unring the bell. You can take some pills and call the hotline and maybe, you know, still have a good chance. You can cut your risk and maybe still have a good chance of coming back from it. But but when you pull that trigger, there's very, very likely you're going to have a devastating. Uh, well, I think there's also a difference, too, in the fact that it's a it's a weapon that you could hurt or kill someone. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Meaning, I get that. But, but meaning is it, yeah, yeah. I think that's what you're getting at is like if yeah. I'm going to commit suicide and I throw back a bottle of pills. The response I get from the police or emergency is going to be completely different. different. Right. Completely so, different. So even so, though it's so, the same mental health situation, exactly. uh, two completely different responses based right. on what this person is decided to do. The right? immediacy of, of the danger, the threat that goes much farther than, than initial at the ground. So now they get there and here's a person in a public place. I think this is important as well. When I hurt and I feel if I, uh, uh, God, I don't want to turn this into, hey, folks, this is how to commit suicide. But the idea is that most of the people that, that feel uh, like we all do sometimes about committing suicide, you're much more likely to do it in a place uh, in the garage with photos of your family surrounding you, uh, carbon monoxide, or in the tub uh, with the warm water and some music playing and a candlelit. Why? Because it's a very personal thing. It's like, it's like uh, uh, William Atkinson's tattoos. He has uh, uh, 100 tattoos but they're all hidden in places that nobody else would think of. Why? Because they're his. So this guy does it in a public place, which is meaningful because did he want to actually commit suicide? Right. That's the only way he knew of trying to get the help and people to listen to him. We'll never know. Okay. Because it's always stupid to grab a gun folks at home. There's a lot of other ways. Call those hotline numbers because they'll talk to you all day. Uh, 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 go seek help, go to an emergency room, unless they have coronavirus, go to an emergency room and tell them you're feeling suicidal. Why is that important? Because it was other means. But this man in, in his mind had exhausted those and said, I know for certain if I'm holding a gun, they'll show up. He also made, makes mention, and folks, do your homework, read the case. It's everywhere. Yeah. He also makes mention that I'm a first responder, so I know all the tricks that you're going to use. I've, I've been through this before. Again, Brian, frame that. What is he trying to tell us? What psychological message may he be trying to impart i know that you've got procedures comma and those procedures aren't likely to get me killed so, so that, now that i have your attention do you yeah, see yeah. What so so that's a really important thing to bring up right here because I, I didn't mention it because i knew it would come up because now yep. that changes the dynamic of this person sure does. but again we're we're looking at this after the fact you know we're not trying to monday morning quarterback this nope. we're just explaining the situation so he is this this person with with who is attempt or wants to commit suicide um, is a first responder himself, correct? Yes. So so he actually knows, you know. All right, if I do policy this procedure, buddy. Yeah. So he knows the policies and procedures, and like you just said, that changes it maybe from is this person really want to kill themselves? Because if he did, 
he didn't need anyone there to do it. He could have just done it. And I'm going to be a dick here. I'm going to be a dick and and say this. How many times have you seen the Hollywood film? And it's it's just the same pablum over and over and over. But how many times have you seen it where the the bad guy and the good guy are finally in their face off, you know? And it doesn't matter what great technology they had before. It's always going to end up in a fist fight, right? Right. But they're right there at the end and the most critical moment. And the guy goes, now, let me tell you, Mr. Bond, why that we've done it. And he delays all this time, allowing the, the yeah. you know, cavalry to come in or whatever. Suspense. You know, it, yeah. it, but, but here you got this guy that's saying, I feel like killing myself. I think that's a check in the box. I can, we safely can predict that he has the means and that he went through enough steps to likely show everybody, I'm serious. I may commit suicide at this moment. Again, no armchair quarterback. Now he's got a gun. Now he's got fellow first responders that are around him, and he wants his say, not necessarily his way. The problem is he has his means, which means that around him there's a circle of danger. Okay, And I will acquiesce that even if he shoots himself, depending on where he shoots himself, and there could be an additional uh, 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 involuntary muscle reflex, which fires the gun. Again, for example, single uh, action, inline uh, pistol. Do you get what I'm saying, Brian? There, there's a right. myriad scientific uh, uh, realities that, that you have to compare, uh, specifically in the physics, physics realm. So just like holding a grenade, we draw a line around this guy and say, okay, this is our danger zone, and this is our safety zone. Danger zone meaning if you get hit, you're going to die. Uh, the safety zone meaning, yeah, you might walk away, but you're going to walk with a limp the rest of your life. Now we have a captive audience, that's him thinking, and now the cops go, well, at least he's not going anywhere. Now what do we have, Brian? We have the gift of time and distance. When you tell me that, unless he popped up off of his knees, unless he turns that gat and starts aiming it uh, at somebody, we have a situation where the clock is in your favor. The longer a person doesn't kill themselves, the longer a hostage taker doesn't shoot the hostage, the better it is for the people around them. Right, right. I see what you're saying. So you're saying from from the responding perspective of how do you handle this situation, um, time and distance, right? So... And time uh, is you, on your side. You, what you are also doing is explaining the part about why this is different than someone just, I mean, the guy on the bridge who's going to jump yep. off is different than a guy standing there holding a gun, right? It's like we yep. said, he has a gun. So yeah, he could not even unintentionally um, uh, kill or seriously injure, injure someone while he's in this distress period, could fire around, he could kill a police officer, could kill a neighbor, a kid, whatever. Like Exactly. The, the, so, so there's a, it's not just that the danger isn't just to him. It's, it's the to danger to the public there. at large. Yes. You're exactly so right, that, Brian. That has to... And he doesn't have that right, Brian. He does no, not have the right no, to do no what he No one does. Doing. So well, one, you, it's illegal. Yeah. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. two, as a human being, you should never place anybody else in this type of scenario. But again, we're not talking about a completely sane, rational human at this point. Folks, don't write me letters. What I'm saying is this is a damaged, fractured human that's acting out because he, he thinks he's at, a, he's at uh, uh, a pun intended, dead end. And, and what he wants is help. What he wants is somebody to listen to him. And that's why he's sparring with them at the beginning. Because if he didn't, Brian, if he just wanted an audience, when they showed up, he'd say, welcome to my suicide, bang, and he's done. He didn't. For every second, for every minute that they were negotiating, that meant that he was sparring with them, that he was talking to them. And the longer that goes, it's always in your favor the less likely he's going to kill himself or another. So, so, and we always say it is some people want their, you know, say not necessarily their way, right? So exactly the people that right. act out, lash out, or do kill themselves without making a scene. Those yep. are the people that want their way, whether that's the it. school shooter or the suicide. Um, you know, the, some, most people just want their say. That's what everyone does, right? Yep. Uh, I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to tell everyone how I feel. I want to yell and scream. I'm going to be the big guy, you know, acting all tough somewhere, but I don't actually want to do anything necessarily. So that can be difficult to determine, especially in the moment, but not if you know how to identify it, right? So so how do you balance that? Meaning you're standing there going, all right, this guy, clearly he's talking. Clearly we've been here for, I think, over 45 minutes. For, they were on scene before yep. uh, he was killed. Um, that's a That's a long time to be sitting there uh, in the street talking to someone, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, so if, if he just wants his say and he wants all these people around, his, like, you know, we have to factor in the point that, well, he does still have a loaded weapon and he is still potentially very dangerous to the people who showed up to help him and to the community at large, right? Yep. 
though they're they're walking that fine line what you know what what are they supposed to do because i what happened was um for some reason an officer decided that he was now a threat and and killed him and shot him multiple times yep um so so but but let's not go there yet brian let's let's back off just a second and talk about your time issue because i think that's a great uh, for example let's talk about a traffic stop the U.S. Supreme Court has stated that during a traffic stop, time doesn't matter if the probable cause is still there and if you're actively searching for information to uh, uh, exculpatory information, no, this is the wrong car, uh, inculpatory information, listen, I think I've got something here and I just got to wait till Wyoming Department of Motor Vehicle calls me back or I talk to that Florida detective and see if this is my witness or suspect. So time is in your favor unless you're wasting time and you just don't have a caper and you're trying to invent one. Then the U.S. Supreme Court and your every mistake in law enforcement comes down to supervisory leadership and lack of training. So if we put that in the same uh, uh, element, uh, the same frame of focus here, what's the right time on a suicide call? I'll tell you right now, if I was a supervisor on the scene, these guys are on that scene until they tell me they need to switch out. I'll have a backup team that's ready to go. I'll have EMS on standby, and I'd already be on the phone going, hey, uh, you got anybody in a, a hospital that's a psychologist that can come down well, and that's, start that's talking the, to this guy? Right. So 45 minutes doesn't yeah. matter to me. If it's right. 4.5 hours, if it goes right. into the next day, what what value in, in a life, Brian? I mean, clearly our plan B here can't be to let him go. We can't just uh, say, listen, uh, you're on your own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, good luck right, to you. Right. We can't because he's a threat to the greater public, right? But But by the same token, as long as he's talking, he's not doing, so clearly he wants something. And this is the, the art of the negotiation. Now, what is it that you want? What can we get you? What are the steps we can take to de-escalate this right now? And if you're going to say no, then perhaps we have to up the ante and use less than lethal to try to disarm you. But that's a hell of a choice, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah, got to be some point. So if, is it near a school? Is it near well, a major road? The, what what are the, the elements? You, you brought up a bunch of – you brought up a, the – the major point in a lot of these issues, I, well, one of the major points is how do you respond? What, what are we supposed to do? Cause you know, it's like, Hey, those police officers, fire department, supervisor, all those people like, Hey, I got, I got shift change. This is a job. I've got You're an exactly end of this right. day. I've got, I'm not paying are, like, I got, yeah. Then the city's going, we're not paying you overtime. So we, we, you, when your right. time is done, your time to get go. So they have to, I but, got two they cars, also, four guys, but they got yep. pressure from the community and society at large to, Hey, why aren't you closing these cases? Why is this not uh, solved yet? What? And I so, got to go to work and you're in my way. Well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone on that sure, block sure. was, if that had lasted, they were like, oh, Hey yep. man, I got to go to work. It's like, you haven't, well, what do you, so, so this plays into society says they want this. But then the realities are, well, look, man, exactly. this is the job. I've got time. I, we, we, we can't sit here all night. We yep. have other people. We have more important things. Look, there may be a structure fire on the other side of town, and these uh, EMS guys have to go help those people out. They can't be Precisely. Sick. Because He's, they're tied up here, that's a resource I can't use elsewhere. But, Brian, what's the human life worth? So if we were talking about a, a guy uh, uh, in a, a business that was barricaded up, and there's a language difficulty, and it's going to take me 45 minutes to get a Vietnamese interpreter down here. So I further understand this guy is not trying to kill anybody. He's just, you know, uh, uh, wanting political asylum. Let's say that was the issue. We would grant that 45 minutes. If, if we were saying, you know, now we got a different if it's a ticking clock and a guy says something stupid like, hey, I already killed a hostage and I'm yeah, going to kill him on time. Hey, there's an entry. That's scenario. a SWAT yeah, thing. That's, you know? that's, that's a, that's there's a, also, those are clear cut almost. You know, yeah, yeah, but, but, no. but re remember, this is a clear cut case. The guy is surrounded by cops. The only person he wants to hurt is himself. And he's only got a handgun. He doesn't have a repeating firearm. And the argument's going to be, yeah, but he may have had two handguns or four magazines. Yeah, okay, but listen, if you can't kill this guy, do you get what I'm trying to say? Well, you, you sort of have the dynamism here where if you can't kill this guy, who can you kill? So what I'm saying is that now if we look at what happened, listen, Brian, I would be completely okay with this. I'd still be wrong. Don't, don't take me at my word, folks. Take what I'm trying to tell you. I would be completely okay if they changed the stakes and brought in a police shooter and he tried to shoot the, the weapon out of the guy's hand. Or they had a de-escalation taser that was you know, aimed specifically to, or somebody snuck up and wedged. None of those are good ideas, folks. But it, let's say that's what they tried. And at least they told the public, listen, we didn't want the guy hurting himself. The school was about to start. We didn't want a parent getting killed. So we thought that maybe we would try these other things, and they failed. 
I would be okay talking about that because even those are they're, they're dumb, uninformed choices. At least it wasn't the dumbest thing that I've heard this year, which is I calculated where the muzzle was and I figured I was over there and that bullet coming out at, you know, 900 uh, feet per second to uh, 1600 feet per second, let's say, is going to go through this guy's skull after he kills himself, continue on and threaten me. So based on that calculus, Brian, based on the, the trajectory, geometry, internal, external, and terminal ballistic, of which this copper obviously was a scientist, he shot. And Brian, I'll say a couple of things here. One, could have been accidental, and he's covering his ass. Second thing is, people are going, yeah, but then why did he shoot? Because when you shoot, you keep shooting. You shoot. Well, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. then the other people around him, I, I, I give them a, no a great did. deal of pride. Yeah, because yeah, they would have shot. So, Brian, let's let's break that down. And I apologize. Apparently, there's an earthquake here. Right, let's let's break that down and talk about so how real the quick, hell did you that, come there? That, that's what happened. So now that's this, exactly the police officer who who killed this man, who's now referred to as a uh, defendant in the statement that in the facts Will of the, the case, defendant please rise? That's because it's, um, you know, he said he fired based on what you just said. All of a sudden, he's holding it to his head but the holding a gun to his head this the person was holding a gun uh to his head um evans was his name sorry this guy mr evans holding the gun to his head turned enough so now that if he fired around the bullet would could travel through his head and hit an uh an officer behind so cover ra rather than risking that he decided to shoot him shot him once he slumped to the ground he was still holding the gun to his head and the weapon was the, still moving in the, the direction according the weapon, to the weapon the weapon apparently was still moving so he shot him i think three more times after that so um your description is what basically he said i kind of wanted to read the, read it verbatim yeah let's do it because that, it's his words folks yeah his yeah words. In a recorded statement played to the grand jury defendant the defendant stated mr evans turned his head further than it has, and this is quotation, further than it has in the past to where it's for sure at me. And I felt that it was even past me at Ramos, who was another officer at the scene. So I fired. Um, I just fired. Okay. Those words are extremely powerful. You know, especially you said, though um, that last, that last I part, fired, I just, I just, just fired. fired. He, yep. so that's a, I, I just, I don't think that that, that would, give me artifacts and evidence to support your claim that it might have been accidental and yep. he fired and then went, uh, I don't know. I now what do fired. I do? Now so what I, do can't, I, do? So, I can't be the idiot that accidentally fired. So I got to put some, Hey, listen, there's logic here. My ego tells me that yeah. I, I, I can sell this story. And Brian, let me ask you a question. Have you ever held a pistol uh, at arm's length for 45 minutes? <laughs> no, you no, shoot more than anybody I know. No, no uh, the only able, person you you be able to do that. So the only person I know that yeah. shoots more than you is Nico, and and with his threadbare yeah. arms, I don't think anybody can keep that up. So it's likely to assume that at some point you're aiming when the gun comes close and stuff. But at this 45 minute mark, Brian, all of a sudden he says, "I fired, comma, I just fired." In his own words, I think that's powerful. I think he cranks off around. He's thinking there's a yeah. lot of stress that's going. It's as logical as his argument that the bullet is somehow now uh, uh, threatening him. So then, yeah, he said, you know, he kind of can't get that, that Mr. Mr. Evans, the, the person who was killed, kind of goes limp and falls over, still has a gun, you know, to his head. Uh, officers start moving forward him. Uh, Mr. Evans, the one who's dead, didn't comply with commands to drop his gun. And according to the defendant's statement, this is a quote, the gun falls out and we're kind of like, you know, around him, the gun falls out and it is now starting to point at my other partner. So then I fire again at him. I, so I now mean, it has nothing to do with the suspect. It's that damn Austrian made Glock that has a mind of its own. What is this Stephen King? Are, are we saying that this is Christine all of a sudden? I'm trying to bring the light that I do not understand where this officer's head was because the idea is that the penalty for attempting suicide shouldn't be homicide. Now, let's take a look at our caper in, in, in uh, uh, Dallas that nobody wants to bring back. And there's got to be a plea deal going behind the scenes somewhere because it hasn't made one iota of news space, right? Uh, uh, but a female officer walks in, which she thinks is her apartment, and gets in a shootout. Brian, accidental. That's uh, not a homicide. Whatever they said, that ain't a homicide. This is a homicide. Now, now we're talking about a person that knowingly, intentionally fired the first round, and then kept saying, it's the gun, it's a threat. 
and kept pumping rounds into him. Brian, do me a favor. Take me to, and, and remember, folks, these are legal documents. Uh, a person was given his rights and then asked to swear to this testimony. Brian, do me a favor. Go down the page and, and read the part where the guy says, uh, at which point uh, 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 the defendant or the uh, victim, rather, uh, said, uh, I'm going to kill you cops. And uh, I swear to God and pointed at him. Where, yeah, where is that, Brian, in, in that testimony? It's, it's, it's not in there at all. And isn't that kind of conspicuous that it's not there? I, I'm, I'm, you think I'm saying this is a bad cop? I'm saying this is a cop that made the ultimate mistake. I'm saying this cop didn't have the leadership or the training to be in that situation. And he cared for his partner and he cared for himself. And he extrapolated this math that I still don't get. And so, so let's, let's keep it at that right there because that's, it's important on how we break down these cases is no, this isn't a is. bad person or nope. a bad, maybe who, I don't know anything about. He this didn't say, Hey, did screw it. this guy. I hate him. Right, We're shooting right. him. No, yeah. it, it never entered it, into his mind. And all of these, most of these, almost every single one of cases like this come down to, it's just a, a, someone made a poor decision, a failure in human performance. Right. So yeah. that critical thinking skill wasn't there. But it, but it ended in, in his death or in the death of another or many yes. others. Yeah. And, and the, this is, this is what, what happens in all of these. And it's just the, the lack of critical thinking ability to how to articulate the situation and yes. respond accordingly. Um, it, you get different cases where some people are hyper alert and, and overly, uh, reactive, uh, or, yep. or, or the other end of it where they're not alert and completely unresponsive that leads to their death or someone else's death. You're right? Exactly. Right. And that's just, you, you, that, that comes down to, you know, cognitive performance and, and what they're actually thinking. But you know, what, if, if these things continue to happen and they're going to continue to happen. Um, and then we, again, we establish policies and procedures and go, okay, well, the next time we're going to do a minimum distance and this person will be at the scene. Exactly. Which, which, exactly. Are, ta which, are, which are tactical, which are tactical reactions, pr procedures that, that, that don't prevent the next one, right? Nope. Because we fail to, to, to take the lessons learned. Everyone does, exactly oh, right. that guy sucks. He makes other cops look bad or this is BS. Or, and then everyone goes, F this guy and they boot him. No one supports him. And he could have done every single thing right in his career up to that point. This right. guy could so, have saved the choking day yeah, yeah. just that before morning. this call. Yeah. He may be a hero officer. Folks, don't vilify him or uh, vilify the act. He did something because he was untrained and he rushed, rushed to an unreasonable conclusion. And Brian, that's what we do. We do science and reasonableness. And this is a perfect example of an unreasonable response to what a person perceived as a threat. And had he been further trained, I don't see he would have fired. Why did he have, why did he have that response? And I know this is where we get into a little bit of speculation. I mean, expert opinion, but meaning- That's different than speculation. We, but, but we have to go, well, it, when, that's why we use the terms likely, or it could have been this. Right. If these things were in place, we don't just say, oh, it must have been this. Because get that out of your vocabulary if you're using that because you can't, two greatest words in the English language are prove it. Exactly. So, so, and then end each sentence with your honor. Your honor yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so he, here's the thing is that obviously, and this has happened before because he was not one of the first arriving officers on the scene, right? Yep. There were a couple officers who arrived there first. They didn't jump to this conclusion. They didn't, not unlike the Stephen Mater case, right? Uh, in West, West Virginia, oh, uh, where he showed close. up and said, yes. this guy doesn't, this guy just wants me to kill him. This is suicide by cop. I'm not yep. worried about it. I'm going to talk him down. And then the next responding officer was the one who shot bang, and killed bang, bang. him. So yep. not unlike this one, right? And and the further we go down now, because now we get into legal matters and was he negligent? Was it an right. accident? How does this work? Because he was actually this now defendant um, was told by, I believe, his superior to use to, hey, I want you on the less than lethal shotgun, not on yep. and, and so he had that and then put that down and drew his sidearm instead. So yep. his only reaction had something occurred, had he had one, was going to be likely lethal because of the, the, the tool he used uh, to wield in that situation. Would that be like the correct way of looking at it? That, that, that's, you're framing it, and I love the way you're framing it. So I would ask you to do one more thing. Uh, how many, uh, and I don't know the answer. This isn't rhetorical, so help me. <clears throat> product of the Detroit school system. How many cards are there in a deck of playing cards? Uh, 52. So I would, I would guess because this ain't me folks. So I, I'm not stringing you help, help along at home. If there's 52 cards in a deck, uh, there's a game called 21 that people call blackjack. 
are there people that are professional card counters that can determine the likelihood of what's coming up based on the number of people playing? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> so therefore, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, so therefore, I would speculate in this instance that you're going to have some wise-ass uh, attorney that's going to come up and he's going to uh, conjecture this through and say that, well, there's an infinite number of possibilities that this and that horseshit. No. There's a very finite number right. of things that are going to happen. And I go back to my original question. Brian, is it likely with the amount of officers they had on the scene that if the, the decedent uh, posed a real threat to them, that they would have killed him? They would have been able to kill him, with oh, no yeah. question, before yeah. he shot yeah, or killed anybody. Because yeah, we yeah. got to stop this in our society where a cop dies when the suspect dies. That's the kind of math we can't sustain. So, therefore, it doesn't fall on all the officers at the scene, uh, 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 but the lawsuit will, and their agency, and vicariously, the dispatcher and everybody else. It falls on that officer that took the action, and when he explained his action. Now, remember, this is well after the incident that he's been sworn in, and he's yeah, testifying yeah. in a room full of people for a grand jury. His story is, I shot, I just shot. Do you get what I'm trying to say? He didn't bring up, Brian, if he would have brought up and says, I'm an expert in handguns, and uh, trust me, I've been enough suicides that this is the fifth time and four times before other officers were clipped by the bullet that went through. Brian, if you would have said that, we yeah, wouldn't be I, talking I, about right now, right? Yeah, we no, have exactly. a body of evidence and, to, to draw conclusions from. If, we don't. if you look at his explanation for his actions, it's a yep. lack of explanation. Fall short. It falls be, well and, short. And that, that, doesn't, that comes from, to me, that says he doesn't know. Like, if, I don't. He doesn't fully understand what happened. Okay, that's a well, product if, of training. Meaning, exactly. meaning he understands the consequences and understands what's happening. Like, not like an idiot. I'm just saying, yes. he, he, like, if you can't articulate why you made a decision, then Especially something happened. After, that, yeah, yeah, after you don't, the decision when you've had you, the time. You don't know then. You mean, like, you don't really know why you did that. And, and Your memory different. doesn't get better after the incident. Your and, memory doesn't Im improve four so, months after you shot So, it. So if he had, had said, like you said, well, I've been to 37 instances where this yep. occurred, and I saw 16 different times where a bullet went through someone yep. and it hit a police officer or a civilian or whatever, like that you go, okay. Or, or if he went the other way and said, you know what, I was – F this guy. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. This guy wants yep. to die anyway. Let's do it. Okay. Though that would explain his actions, but, but yep. he didn't do either of those, it, it, things, which means he fell somewhere in the middle. Whether it was wrong or not. Yeah. You're exactly right, Brian. Whether it was wrong or not, he would have had an explanation here. Right. He falls short it, of describing yeah. So I'm, I'm saying whether it was a, a, for a good scientific answer or reason, and, and there was a legitimate threat that he felt or, or it was a horrible, he's just a terrible person. So neither of those things happened, which means it was somewhere in the middle. Meaning I don't think he understood why he, I don't know. Like that's a pro, if you make a decision like that, uh, people have done that before in all kinds of things. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I just fired or I don't know. Uh, uh, this just happened and can't explain it. That's I would have rather him gone down that. I would have rather him gone down and say it was 45 minutes. I don't know what I was thinking. I cranked off around. And then the next thing I know, now I thought I saw him moving. Brian, that story would have been easier to swallow than this one is. This one, I've been chugging coffee and I can't get it down my throat. Right, let me tell you a real quick story about drugs. So there was a caper, and I'm reviewing as a supervisor a drug caper. <laughs> and the officer's writing in there over and over. He's writing that plain smell, plain feel, which are all uh, 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 accepted and understood uh, uh, exceptions to the search warrant rule. Meaning this copper saw something the or smelled something. The felt and exactly. So uh, this is back when, when marijuana was voodoo and illegal. Eh? Uh, and so he's writing this report and then he contacts the guy. And sure enough, the guy's got like an eight ball of weed, nothing major, right? But takes him into custody. And then this extrapolates into a search of his vehicle. And then he's now applying for a search warrant for the guy's home where he feels this big stash is. Nothing in the car, eight ball in the guy's pocket. We're not talking about possession with intent. But I'm reading this and I'm suspicious and I go, okay, right here you said, you know, based on my experience, I know this and that. How many dope cases have you had? Oh, this is my third. Okay. And what was the total amount of the others? All of them, including this one, were going to be under an ounce. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So there were, you know, uh, uh, we're talking less than 28 grams of weed. We're not talking about fentanyl here. And I go, okay, so you're saying that on the strength of these three contacts where you've had less than a, a, an ounce of marijuana, you're saying that you knew or should have known this was occurring. That's not enough, Brian. Uh, 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 Gladwellian people out in the audience know it takes about 10,000 times to get really good at something. So if you were talking to the subject matter expert that was a weapons, ballistics, you know, guy like that, I give him more credibility. Here you're talking to somebody that's saying, hey, I got three dope cases and all of them are this much weed. 
this copper is on trial for his life. That's mm -hmm. the bottom line of this. Yeah. And he comes up and goes, I shot, I just shot. One, where's his attorney? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Two, even if it's a Garrity caper and, and they said, hey, you don't need an attorney, just tell us the truth of what happened. I think that he fell on a file folder and there's nothing written on it, Brian. I think the role of that exactly spun and, that and he came up. And guess what we do? Guess what we do when we're less trained, less experienced, and have less intellect? We raise the level of violence. Whether we want to, whether we intend to do it or not, we're, we're human, and that's what happens. Well, that, and that's, that's, all, that's all humans. That's not law enforcement. I mean, no, no. That, and, doesn't, and that's yeah. why this ain't a meg episode if you're a non-law enforcement. This is going to happen. Do you think uh, people don't beat their own kid to death where yeah. they had rage and they started smacking and then all of a sudden forgot it was a baby human? That yep. happens, Brian. It and then happens. when you look back, There's you can't a... unring that bell. We are fragile little snowflakes, and we make stupid, reprehensible mistakes. And guess what? When the stakes are higher, we make bigger mistakes. And that's what happened here. The stakes were about as high as you can get. And, and I would ask you this, Brian, how much training do you think they did on suicidal subject? It was probably a video chat. Would a, would a yeah. quick test that they had. Do you think that they surrounded a guy? Do you think that they but, tried to talk to a fellow officer? Come but on. But even, even, even that, um, I mean, you got people who then go, well, you need to understand the psychology behind suicidal people and you need to understand. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't necessarily help you in this situation right here. So all of that stuff behind it, I think comes down to training specifically kind of scenario-based training but yes exactly scenario-based training we, yeah. we talk about that but why don't why don't we well my my question is always why why are we so bad at taking out the lessons learned because I, I i mean same thing i've spoken to even recently a very large law enforcement agency uh and and that was my point is like well, we're not always good at at pulling out the lessons learned from these cases and they were in violent agreement you know and these are all seasoned guys who were like yeah, yeah no you're right like we don't we don't take out. We just make new policies and procedures for if that in, that same incident happens again. Well, Which it's not gonna, never going to happen. It's not going to be the not same that way. It, no, and and well, let, and let, so, me, let me depose you on that, Brian, because you're you're onto something. Have you ever been to a, uh, a training area uh, uh, that was an urban training area that had an overpass? And and obviously everybody right now is laughing because they're like, yeah, there was one at every training facility, and everybody knows why because glow up money, uh, global war on terror money. Uh, was everywhere and everybody had an IDIQ and the first couple of uh, fatalities from Iraq were from overpasses. Remember those yeah, days? And then they and start. What did they yeah, say? Every training area from now on has to have an overpass. Then right. every training area has to have a bus stop. Then and every training. Is, yeah. So, so if you're a trainer, well, that's, at home, that's, that's, we're going to fight the last war. We're going to, and gonna we're going to do the it. Last TTP. Exactly. Yeah. Because that guy that designed that, he was actually in a scrum. So we're going to see it through his eyes. So stop that. First of all, uh, spend money, uh, uh, Bloomberg, spend money on, on training and, 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 uh, you'll get a lot more out of it and education. So here's a trainer, Brian. Let's do this. These coppers are going to go, okay, put your money where your mouth is. So let's get one cop. Uh, what's the Sesame's round called? The coppers use the less than lethal force munitions. Yeah, the, the sim munitions. Paintball, sim yeah. munitions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So everybody knows that, and all agencies have. So what we do is clear all weapons, everything, make it safe. Then we get a guy, and we put a red shirt on him, and everybody else has blue shirts. So we put a white shirt on him, everybody else has red shirts. I don't give a shit, but there's some way of determining who this guy is, and that's going to change to other people in the room. And you go, okay, there's only going to be three because we only have on duty or off duty roll call. And what it's going to be, Brian, is the first time. The guy's going to sit there, and no matter what you do, when you take your defensive positions, he's going to shoot himself. The second time, the guy's going to pop up from a kneeling position and race at a cop until it's a suicide by cop. Uh, the third time, uh, the guy's going to go, okay, you know what? Uh, set the gun down. Please don't hurt me. I want to go. If they would have done this, Brian, if they would have done just that training, do you understand what right. I'm saying? This guy would still be alive, and we wouldn't have this copper in a trick bag. How hard would it have been for them to – create first part tasks, talk about it, then move into an actual scenario-based training like that. And now when you uh, the Rolodex is spinning, you fall on that one and it's like, you know, we had the cat lady on here telling you folks to make index cards for a person that, that needs sign language to tell them calm down all is well. Uh, uh, did you do it? Because if you didn't, then guess what? You looked the training in the eye and you chose a different path. Brian, this guy is guilty of being stupid in the moment and exacerbating that stupidity later by not having an explanation that's reasonable enough for me to, to buy into it. And thank God I'm not on a jury and, and certainly thank God I'm not doing the deposition on this because I would have laughed at that point and poked him. I would have poked him and said, there's got to be something. I would have squeezed him and said, what, what else do you got inside of you? Because that blows.
So, so if this guy is, you know, guilty of making a poor decision in a stressful situation, yep. um, I mean, that's then why, then the training, you just get it, get away from the training part of this, right? We're going to vilify this guy. He's the one that, that made a mistake because we don't want to accept responsibility, right? Meaning the whole department, the training He's process, the, the academy. He's the first guy at that scene that made the mistake. It right. just happened to be bigger, Brian, right? Well, well, yeah. And what about everything leading up to that? I mean, th this, is, exactly. this is the thing. You know, it's not just him. It's the department, that agency. It's their academy. It's the funding that they get from taxpayers. It's uh, a policymakers who say, no, we don't want the police to do this or we want them to do that. This is, and then it's us, every single member of society. It's a shared responsibility, right? Um, you know, I, I sent you that, uh, that photo that was, not, I, I took right down the street from where I live where someone right. had graffiti where it said, uh, society gets the type of graffiti it deserves or something like that. Yep. And that's why I was like, no, society gets the type of law enforcement it deserves. I mean, meaning yep. if this is what, what you want, I, I think it's, there's a, the, the, the bigger picture here too is, is what is, uh, what is the role they're supposed to play? Because here's the thing. It's like a, a suicidal person. Why, why is that the, so you want, so now police Why are, in this case, just, you're exactly well, what, right, what, Brian, your so, instincts are correct here, but police are mental health experts. That's what their job is to go in and talk people down from suicide. That's what they're supposed to do. Okay. Okay. So we want them to do that, but, but, but then there's all those other responders, but, buddy, you got but, it. You're, but, you're onto something here, but then why, you know what I mean? I, it just, I, I don't feel that, uh, uh we're taking a, a, a large enough view at all these cases and, and changing it because, you know, anytime, any call, I don't care what it is. Uh, anytime where the police or, or military, or whatever, anyone has to show up that is part of a government agency, that's resources we're allocating towards this situation. And we're mm -hmm. saying, okay, we have to use these resources here, mm -hmm. which means we're taking it away from somewhere else. So if it, I don't, I think people don't realize that, Hey, if you want to want everyone to do this now, then something else isn't going to get done. So yes. we have to decide what's important to us as a, as a role in society. So did this guy need to die? Well, well, no, I, I don't think he, I think he did. We, we value life. Even at his value. own hand, folks, even at his own hand, he didn't uh, we, need to die. We in general value, we have a very high value on life here in the United States and in most Western North America in general, right? We, we, we're not a third world country. We don't live in some of the places that you and I run around in. Um, life is very, very important here. It's important everywhere, but, yeah. but here we, we take it. It's, it's, it, we, we're very lucky that we live in a society that values someone's life so highly so why do we not take why why don't we take out the right lessons learned like why does that the, yep. my, and, and because that's the the big thing from all these cases that you see because to us i know it's the same thing it's we have to explain a lot to people how they are how we look at it from the lens of human behavior and go look yes. all of these cases come down to a core skill set that that we need to understand or get better at guess what but, the gold standard is that center yeah, link in the chain but, that everything but, comes from but why do you think from from your experience both military law enforcement working with the military i mean we've been at war for 20 years um why are we so bad at getting the correct lessons learned because some every once in a while we get it right or we come up there's some good training that they go right. hey this is what we need to focus on or uh why are we Simple so bad answer. At doing that, you know, why why does this become? Why doesn't the police come out and say, "Hey, look, this is a failure in training." Yes, this guy made a horrible decision, and someone was killed. Uh, that's the line of work that we're in. What do you do for a living? So don't judge us. You know, you screw up. <laughs> that would you be an interesting up. conversation. And, I mean, you can't have that conversation. Yeah. I can see the PIO conference. right there with pointing well, too. But, but, you're right. but here's you're right. the thing: is is when when the the restaurant screws up your order, it's hey, I'm sorry, and they go fix it. And you don't have to pay for that. Um, the, this is a similar thing. The guy screwed up something. It's more than similar, Brian. But so let's do you this. You get what let's, I'm saying? Meaning, yeah, meaning yeah, I understand that the risk is much higher and everything. Yeah. But yeah, you, you just coined it. So let's talk about risk, first of all. Let, let's step one back away from training, one back away from lesson learning, go to the risk first. Don't show up at a debate with a gun. Don't show up at a uh, voting booth with a gun. Uh, don't show up to talk to the cop that's knocking on your door with a gun. Why? Because it's risky behavior. And when you engage in risky behavior, there's always a chance you're going to get shot. Now, let's go to two. Uh, when a police officer pulls you over, 10 and 2, uh, roll down a window and say yes, sir, a lot, or yes, ma'am. Um, don't be reaching for stuff. Don't put it, the perndle, in drive. Uh, why? Because that's risky behavior. And if you scare a cop or a, a guard at the border or somebody else, uh, you might die. So 
we could categorize all of that, Brian, and that's what I call com common sense, okay? The idea is that you don't want to be the proximate cause of your own homicide by, es uh, you know, uh, escalating the situation knowingly or unknowingly by, by being lippy and bringing a weapon. Right, right. But there's but, laws but, to fix that later. Yeah. Now, you as a citizen are responsible part of that. So the decedent here brought a gun to a debate, and he shouldn't right. have. But he was a fractured human, I, and somebody should have saw it. That's the first. I, I, I get that. I, I, the he's to, in my opinion, this he's at fault for everything that happened. Right? He is the cause of all this. He's the cause of this. One is his own. One his own death. He caused his own death. Uh, plain and simple. That person. Uh, um, I forget his name already because I, I don't really care. About I think that. it was Evans. Is it Evans? Yeah. So Mr. Evans, uh, yeah. unfortunately, had struggling with whatever he was struggling with he caused his own death when he decided to call the police i would say he put or, i know, would say he put the uh series of events into motion yeah absolutely with his death i would yeah, agree abso with that. absolutely so so i'm not so no no so but, that, but what but, i'm telling you is if we acquiesce to that now let's go on to the lessons learned humans are set on transmit yeah okay if you have two radios facing each other both set on transmit what do you get a lot you of get noise, feedback, and static, and noise. Yeah. But do you ever get anywhere? You, no, you don't. So what's happening here is we have to say not all information in an agency is pushed down. Thou shalt learn this. You shall do that because what that doesn't do is that doesn't create an opportunity for learning to occur. Training allows for learning to occur for a human being to get knowledge, skills, attitudes, aptitudes, abilities that they didn't have before. And when a person falls on the blank Rolodex, then guess what? It's a crapshoot. Anything goes. And that's what happened in this situation. So when we do this, what we should do is there should be a nation-wide uh, uh, law enforcement uh, yeah, but, uh, but that's not, I'm not video that, that comes out where, where somebody from the U.S. State Department, right, but that, that's what I, U.S. I, Department of Justice. I, I get I get all that, but but I'm just what I'm asking a general question from your experience over your lifetime. It's not these. Hey, this is what we should do in this case. I'm saying, yep. why are we so bad at extracting the lessons learned, and why do we just want to put blame on someone who? I would say if you're going to blame someone, blame blame Mr. Evans, right? He's the he's yeah, the no, one you're wrong. Chain, chain and that's a great that's a great point. The the thing we got to blame is is we blame the supervis supervisors because it's always an administration problem and a training problem. So Evans didn't know uh, critical thinking skills because if he had, he would have called nine one. He's the first responder. He wanted to talk it out. All the evidence points to the fact that he wanted to have his say, he didn't want to have his way. And if he was going to hurt somebody, it was going to be self-inflicted. And guess what? Those people around him were put into that situation because of evidence. Uh, Evans, I'll agree with that. But they weren't trained to a level where they could take it. And guess what? They could have done a handoff. I always call it having a plan B, Brian. If I could have dropped the hammer on everybody that legally I could have killed, you could yeah. find me by the trail of my corpses. You're right. the same. Everybody right. that's in this job. You, but you we can, chose to yeah. de-escalate. We chose right. to find some common ground less than killing the person. And that includes in, in uh, getting into the gray area of shooting a tire uh, at the end of a, a, a chase to, to yeah. disable the vehicle, you know, because you didn't want to have to shoot the driver. And you know what? Maybe that's murky. And maybe some people go, well, there's laws against it. But I understand a thought process that says, at least I'm not killing the guy, Right. Now, that goes in the face of most people because when it comes to a lessons learned, the idea is that that exact specific thing is never going to happen again. So that's why you've got to have training that equates certain things. Like training for uh, sexual harassment is uh, very similar to training for suicidal behavior identification. Uh, uh, domestic violence. In a, that, yeah, yeah. Am I lying? So, no, so I, 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 yeah, and, that, and that's, that's kind of what I was – thinking too is what it gets down to is we become then, okay, this is now another skill I have to learn. So that department is going to go, Hey, we got this uh, psychologist person who's going to come in and talk yep. about this and how and to all do we're going to do is EDPs, emotionally it, disturbed yeah, people. Yeah, for, for, we're we're going to spend this much time focusing on just this one thing. Yep. And, and by the way, go, now we can't hire a school resource officer because yeah. you don't have the funds, right? Yep. And, Am I lying? And, yes. And now we're going to go, we're going to spend this much money on this one thing. And you're going, all right, but aren't there some common themes throughout all of these that we can boil it down to? That's the point, at? Brian. And that's why we have to spend more time listening to our training division and looking at the news and saying, forecasting out ahead of us. So uh, school resource officer just brought that up. So kid brings a 
a sharpened set of 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 uh, forks for the grill. Uh, you know, barbecue grill fork, yeah, that yeah. big thing that you got. Brings that, uh, uh, brings it under his coat. Wisconsin yeah. or no? Exactly. Goes in, yeah. school resource officer, uh, starts stabbing him, school resource officer, because his intent was that I'm going to take the gun, shoot a bunch of my peers, and kill myself. Right. It, you know, it, it, I didn't want to kill the officer, but I certainly did want to disarm but, him. That's but his, I needed his gun. You know, exactly. Yeah. And, and he was kind of stopping and getting in the way. And, and so I, I'm response, laughing at this, but it's not me. It's the gallows humor. This is how people, but, it, but this it's how worse they think. than that. It's, it's but, exactly. But, how do you do that? Right. So, so now the copper draws his weapon to, to fire fatal rounds into the person that is trying to kill him. And he's justified in doing that. And he shoots himself. The copper shoots himself as he shoots and wounds the kid. And now they deescalate the situation. He shot himself, Brian. Okay. Yeah. And then somebody's going to go, Hey, there was pandemonium. Of course he shot himself. No, shut up. It's a function of training. Okay. Uh, look, just like every department uh, and your department too, whatever you do and wherever you work, your department has it where you go, well, don't send Tim. He'll turn everybody high and right. And there'll be a fist fight at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> don't give it to, to Tammy. Tammy doesn't give a shit and she's not going to do a good job. Brian, does every agency you've ever seen oh, or ever every, worked for have that? Every company has that. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't, so, don't give so, it to so-and-so down at HR. Go to this person. So don't what does that mean? That means we're accepting failed to thrive we, behavior. Yeah, that, Are we not? That's the thing. You, the bar. When you say that, you're yeah. accepting that behavior. You're now. So you, if you, you walk by it, you've accepted it. You're complicit in whatever yes. comes of that because that's what I'm saying. And that's what when some of these are going to be like, oh, wow, we all knew that was going to happen. Well, why didn't you motherfuckers do something about it beforehand? And no. it's our, and I got to teach. So that you to, just answered your own question. I want you to make sure you yeah. get that, that I know you're, you were posing a semi rhetorical. But Brian, you reap the whirlwind when you don't conduct this training, when you don't understand there's commonality between all training, when you don't have that Bayesian style and you don't require the people. To, and then if you don't interact with your folks, they're going to create their own groove in the record. And guess what? It's hard to get out of that. And this kid did. And it ended up in him shooting a suicidal subject. Completely different if the kid was running toward him, waving a gun around. Completely different. Yeah, and and that goes. It just the the parallels are are everywhere, right? We were talking about this case, but you know we got to start doing some cases on like corporate things that that happen because You're exactly it's right. no different. Because well, I, I, I always but Brian, you me, know, we always think that the corporation will go. He's not talking about coppers. He's talking about my company. But no, you know what, Brian? Maybe don't. they don't. Oh, I got McKaylee's the perfect example. Like I've just you know we share the office, and I've heard some of her yeah. phone calls, and I hear a speaker, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy. Or I hear what she's trying to figure stuff out. She's like, no one show up at a new company. So she's only worked for these big, big, big companies that are freaking yeah. huge. I'm talking. They're paying her really good money. And so it was like the last one where she. Thank became, God, because we're not making yeah, any. So but, but yeah, the, the, she became the top salesperson in her team. And that took, you know, a year and then she was like just blowing everyone away. And because they just, oh, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. I was like, no one's training you. No one's saying, hey, do this, do this. It's like, no, like it. So she had to go. So that means that company lost a year, a year yep. of productivity, paying her money where she All could right. have been making them more. And then she goes to the next even bigger company. This is huge. I can't, I'm not saying I knew who it is, but same thing. I'm like, are they doing that? No. She's like, no one's showing me. This. It's, it's in the same space. So I said, I had to work with her and go, all right, you're going to come up with a training plan for yourself. She's like, what do you mean? I go, all right, here's what you're going to do. Close targets first, figure out what you need to learn right now. All right. And get really good at that. Don't worry about the rest of the stuff. Then as you have time, start building in. We came up with a little training plan for her. sure That's enough great. she's three months in and she's already boom hitting her numbers doing this doing this like and it's like be, because no one did that that so that means all those companies are losing out on past an millions, opportunity that, millions that, and millions and millions of dollars exactly. of revenue because they don't want to invest in their people now they'll go on linkedin and do the hey one you know ceo says to his cfo uh what if uh you know what if we we uh, don't train our people or something like or say, what yeah. if we train our people and they all, and they all end up leaving us. And the guy says, Hey, what if we don't train them and they end up staying? That's and, the scariest thing I can imagine. But, but, but everyone po posts that crap and no one talking about it. that. Brian, Brian, two sides of the same coin. You said, engage your close targets first. There's logic behind that. Tactically, operationally, strategically, we could break that down and show why. What's the difference between that and check your five and 25s when you take a knee? Because the thing that might kill you might be the thing that's right around you. What we're talking about is there's certain tenets of wisdom that come back over and over and over. And whether it's the Tao of Pooh, the Taya Piglet, whether it's Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, whether it's a gosh darn uh, Carnegie, you know, talking about business, they apply to all humans. All humans are forms of tribes that have groups and those groups either produce or they don't. 
And when producers, uh, teams are always looking down and in, they're never going to come up and out. Those things that are going up and out will have wobbly legs and will always crash down. We're talking about a function of training within an organization. And when you lapse at that training or you lack that training or you give people too much, look, I'm all about critical thinking skills, but saying I set my less than lethal force alternative next to me and I turned on my camera, when I read that, what is that? That's procedure. That's checking the box. Checking the box training doesn't make me think myself out of a situation and critical thinking does. So if your training components don't have a, why did you do that? Because of this, if they don't have a hot wash, if they don't have a lessons learned, and if your agency doesn't grow from that, then don't come back to me and go, hey, we're getting sued again. Hey, U.S. Justice Department has fallen in on our agency. The actions of one person are spinning this uh, 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 agency into a horrific situation, but it could have been predicted, and, and uh, then it would have been completely intentional, not a mistake like this to cost somebody their life. And, and it'll have repercussions months and years after this incident, and it's going to cost people a bunch of money. Pay up front. You're going to pay one way or the other. Well, that, so that's, pay up that's, front, pay for the training, pay as much as you can for the training. Well, that's, you're going to get a much bigger uh, investment. I, I, and that goes to uh, kind of what I was talking about as, as society as a whole and how we look at some of these issues, whether that's at a corporation or what we want for law enforcement is uh, that's your people forget you're always going to pay you're you, no matter what other, buddy. this is this is how it works you pay right it's like it's like taxes right you're you're going to pay so so you you have to do it so you can try and minimize as much as you're going to get a really good cpa do whatever you got to do but but meaning it's the same analogy like you're going to pay so how do you want to do it do you want to wait till something catastrophic happens and pay a whole crap ton of money or do you want to pay it's a little so bit? It's so simple. But it's, it's, so it's, simple. It's, it's investing for your future, right? Everyone knows. And you well, get the you best get, return on your investment by every, reinforcing this, not this. Everyone knows, uh, you know, if you get a 401k and you put a little bit away, right? You start right now today, right? Even just starting today, a little bit at a time, a little bit upfront. Well, what's going to happen 30, 40 years from now? Well, that's going to pay off dividends. Huge. Training is an investment wait, in your cognitive capital. Try to wait 40 years and make that same amount. Yeah, it's just, then you're going to be jump, dumping lump sums and then you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you're not going to live that long. So the idea is that absolutely everything you do and much more importantly, that which you do not do is going to come back to haunt you. If your agency isn't doing hip pocket training, if it's not doing uh, uh, on-duty roll call and after-duty uh, 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 hot wash, you know, your right. off-duty roll call, talking about it. If you're not spending a few minutes prepping people to go out on the road, then these things are going to continue to happen. Yeah, and I don't, I, I think, uh, I don't think it takes as much as people think in terms of calorie. Brian, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> Brian, a five-minute on-duty well, or off-duty roll call. I'll put up, I'll put, hot I'll, wash about. And I'll, I'll put up some of that on the pay site, some of the stuff we're talking about yeah hey do me a favor brian uh, uh, do a couple of our lessons learned or uh, uh, rather our uh, instructive else put it put that on the pay site okay that that how you take it out message do you get what i'm trying to say and it could be that one focused thing hey remember what this means hey today when you go out there because now we're laser focused on going out there but we didn't lose our flashlight you can't have one or the other brian you have to have both look uh, a copper's got a gun on his side. He's got a gun at his ankle. He's got a gun and a holster in his car. He's got a sniper rifle in his trunk, and he's got a 911 to call all the other guys with guns. If that's all you got, guess what? You approach every problem yeah. with that mentality. We got to spend at least as much time driving because you're driving more than you're shooting and 10 times that amount talking. And I know the number is probably higher than that because you talk more than you're driving when you're a copper. And 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 this writing too, I, I, I tell you what, I'd, I'd love to, have uh, some sort of course in testimony afterwards because wh where was his supervisor going? No, wh whatever you do, Johnny, the last thing I want you to do is say, I shot, comma, I just shot. Because uh, that case went, uh, you know, right out the window. No, that's, we, we make, we make that joke all the time, especially, you know, who, who wants to write, who wants to write the report. It's like, that's the, that's actually the most important thing. It's the most you're, important you're thing exactly that happened right. today. Uh, you writing that down and making a Legal, note. moral and ethical uh, <laughs> conduct and, and accurately reporting it because witnesses, eyeball witnesses blow. Brian, you know, that caper, the pizza box caper, everybody's calling it in my world. Uh, uh, the, all the witnesses said, it was a, a young boy that was shot in the back running from coppers and all the videos and all the evidence show the guy aggressively with the gun and he's a man, he's in his 20s. Uh, why, Brian? Because eyeball witnesses are the worst. Here we got a case where we don't need an eyeball witness uh, and the only eyeball witness we did have is dead and, and the copper comes in completely unprepared and says, hey, me and Ramos, man, I was looking out for us. Not against coppers, love coppers, uh, uh, 
They've got the hardest job in the world, folks. But the idea is that one bad thing like this gives us all a black eye and we don't need it. This is all about cognitive overmatch. It's about learning uh, uh, good strategies and, and thinking clearly in horrific situations so we don't have to use deadly force. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's kind of a good place to... Uh, There's no to good one in this one. No. Um, we can bring up the pizza box one. I think that's a whole separate one uh, if we wanted to. But... Uh, yeah. Nah, um, let's leave it for a, a future caper. Everybody do your homework. Go look up what I just said, and I'll challenge you to be on our next show. We'll talk about it, Brian. And I. Yeah. So appreciate everyone listening. Uh, thanks again. Go ahead, check out that that Patreon site, but uh, don't forget that training. Hey, look, Marin, the John I, I, McCaskill podcast. I'm sorry. I know you're leaving. Uh, Ms. McCaskill, good guy. Put that one up. And I got to do a shout out, folks. There's, uh, there, there's a great one coming. Uh, what did we get a hold of? Nikki Selby. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's that, that this one is after Nikki's. So they can check that out one out already. Go back one. All right. Don't forget everyone. Training changes behavior. Thanks for tuning in, folks. If you would like some more information about what we talked about today, you can head to the Left of Greg Patreon site where we've added some more information about what we discussed as well as some examples of how you can practically apply some of the lessons learned. Please remember to tell your friends about the show and follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. Thanks again and be safe.